Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Amy. And this is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Are you a Neo-Maxi Zoom dweeby? Cue the theme song. You ask me one more question and I'm beating the shit out of you. You are a bitch! You're a gutless turd. What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Did you describe the ruckus, sir? So we'd like to welcome Amy to the show. Welcome. Hi. How's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Not great. Good. Excellent. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, problem. So Amy is a stand-up comedian here in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks for coming. All right. Today we're going to do The Breakfast Club. Yay. 1985 John Hughes movie uh, about uh, a group of five individuals, normal high school kids, um, which includes a nerd, a princess, a jock, a crazy person. A basket case. A basket case and a um, criminal. Yeah, criminal guy. That's it. criminal? Yeah. Um, so they have detention one day, enter in school, and come to some life realizations and uh, are hounded by the principal. And hijinks ensue. That's hijinks pretty much it. Simple, ensues. Simple plot. It is. So um, much like another John Hughes movie that we did, uh, he wrote this script in two days. Something like that. What is with this guy? He wrote the first draft in like two days or something. Apparently he had like 20 drafts or something about this movie. Is he like a super genius who can pound out movies really quick or um, is he a lazy writer? The first draft would have been terrible, I would imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, how good was that first draft? <laughs> yeah. In reading up on this movie, I read um, that the actors were given a lot of liberty in terms of uh, ad-libbing scenes. Um, like um, uh, Michael Anthony Hall and why he had a fake ID um, so he could vote. And when the kids were talking about um, why they were in detention, that was all kind of ad-libbed as well. So And they shot this in a real high school, didn't they? It was an um, unused high school. Um, I think it had been empty for a little while, but yeah. Um, but it was shot in a real library. And surprisingly, I think other than Molly Wingwald, all of these guys are kind of out of the industry right now. That's interesting. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I know Molly Ringwald's on some kind of Netflix show, I believe, right now. But, like, other than that, Judd Nelson, like, I, in my opinion, he was one of the best, and where is he? Yeah, Judd... Um, he was great in this. Judd and John Hughes had some falling out during this movie. I think um, he was in character, even off-camera, and so he was, like, bullying Molly Ringwald for real, and... Oh, that's right. John Hughes didn't appreciate that and said he'd never work with him again. I think I heard that as well. Mm. I, I don't want to spread rumors, but... Oh, and now John Hughes is dead, so I guess we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never he know. He got what he deserved, did he? Don't they fuck with John don't Nelson. spread like a, what, 30-some-year-old rumor. <laughs> yeah, we're starting it up again. <laughs> it's We're bringing it back. Um, so did you guys know that um, considered for the part of Bender before uh, Judd was signed on, they considered uh, John Cusack and dun, 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 Nick Cage. <laughs> Oh my God, that would have been so good. Nick Cage's performance, because that was when he was really, he was his acting was very avant-garde or weird. Yeah. He would have been a, that would have been an interesting bender. It would have. I think he was too expensive even at that time um, for 1985. But What? Like how old would he have been? I don't know. Um, oh, he would no. have been in his... He wouldn't have been expensive because he was in, uh, he was in the background of the Fry restaurant in like, like that, that movie with, with, but the surfer dude and the, the other one that oh i can't remember what it's called now surfer dude 
Yeah. I feel Spicoli. like I know what you're talking about, though. Spicoli. Oh, um, Fast Times? <laughs> yeah, he was like the fry cook in Fast Times and had no lines. And that was like in 81 or 82. So there's no way he could have been expensive in 85. Yeah, but but he's mo- still a Coppola. Oh, I guess. Yeah, true. Yeah, I wonder what he got for that fry cook. Oh, yeah, like he would have just demanded dollars maybe? Maybe, which maybe was too much for this movie because <laughs> it generally would have been pretty cheap to make this movie. I wonder what all those actors got paid because a lot of them were in all of his movies. So I'm wondering if like... Well, this this would have been early days for some of them. Like I know Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall, um, and maybe what's her name who plays the crazy, the crazy gal. They all had fallings out with. But they were like they were sixteen or seventeen when this movie was shot, and then Judd Nelson and Emilio Estevez were like twenty three or twenty (laughs) five or something. Yeah, like that was the one thing I noticed. Did you guys notice that Bender looked really old? Really old. Super old. He had a streak of gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was die. But yeah, that is true. He did have a streak of gray hair. Yeah. Which made him look only older in his like mid-20s. That is true. And yeah. he, <clears throat> Judd Nelson apparently uh, infiltrated a high school to prep for this role. And oh, like that's... bought some kids beer and had them drop him off at a motel where the rest of the cast was. So what? he could prepare. Terrifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he was like 24 convincing kids. Oh, yeah, I have a fake ID. No problem. There's no way they thought he was 24. <laughs> he wasn't. He was 18 years old, though, in this. Like, and Emilio Estevez doesn't look that. No, actually, he, he could probably have pulled it off. He's mm. baby face. A little bit. Yeah, and the others looked fine, too. I mean, Molly Wingwald also had a falling out with uh, John That was Hughes later in the 80s, yeah. Because she tried working with other people, and he felt like yeah. really betrayed that she wanted to be work with other directors. She's like, I don't want to do teenage movies anymore. And he's like, I hate you. I cast you out. <laughs> And then he left She's Hollywood. She's like, I'm 31. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was always having to be playing the ugly girl other than this one. True. Where she was the hot prom queen. Yeah, that was weird too, I found. Did you guys find that he kind of cast her as the like ugly outcast? And then in this one, she was the popular girl? Well, I don't know a lot of like the other movies. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen 16, 16 Candles. Candles. Maybe I've seen parts of it. Yeah. So then for me, I was just like, well, yeah, she's the... She's the prom queen. And then so the beginning of this movie starts where they introduce all of the characters and kind of their parents and stuff. That's kind of one of, that's the best part of this movie, in my opinion, because you, you immediately get who you're dealing with. They set everybody up. They even initially set up the stresses that these kids must live with because um, the whole movie is it's, you know, being in detention. The whole movie is about being a teenager of one of this five variety types and the pressures and stresses that they are under. And um, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today was looking back on this movie in the 80s. And, and Amy, I don't, you weren't even born when this movie came out, were you? Nope. So <laughs> it'd be really interesting to see uh, how it compares back. Um, because for me, I was trying to like put myself back there in high school and I don't really relate as much anymore. But I think some of the pressures that those kids are under would still apply in today's world. Well, I like yeah. how they did introduce like the parents, like the nerdy kid, uh, Brian or whatever. His mom was like, you get in there and you study. And then, so they tried to really establish like the characters through that in that opening. And so by the time they get in the classroom, you kind of are the library. You kind of know who everybody is already. So actually the writing is really strong in this movie. At times. Yeah, that little bit. And and you even get an idea of who they are from their appearance. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, but it's good that they had that little bit of extra to, to give them some more some more character as the as the movie kind of got going. Yeah, and the silent kind of strange girl. Uh, like, the wardrobe's actually really good in this. Yeah. I was 
I liked that um, Bender had a bandana tied around his shoe. I was like, oh, I didn't. Was that a thing? <laughs> Did I just not like, or was that just Bender? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Bandanas were a thing. People yeah. tied them around their leg. Bruce Springsteen didn't he have one in his back pocket in the eighties? Oh, I think he did, yeah. And then he would put it on when his hair would get too sweaty, <laughs> maybe. It would get in his eyes. I don't know. There was a thing with bandanas. Yeah, Bender had a lot of layers on, too. But I did like that his outfit was kind of timeless. I was like, oh, I would wear that plaid and that jean jacket. His was probably the only outfit that was timeless. Yeah. Everyone else was, uh, it was very 80s. Yeah. Well, what was Brian wearing? He was like a what, like a green sweater? Yeah, and I'd still wear a green some sweater. Slacks. <laughs> yeah, some khakis. Yeah, he was wearing those old school khakis with the weed in his pants. Yeah. yeah. And his raging boner that he tried to cover with his hat. And then the actor who plays <laughs> the, the teacher, uh, I don't know what his name is. He was in a lot of stuff. He was in Die Hard. He played the uh, oh, yeah. the police. Dwayne. Dwayne Johnson? No. Dwayne Robinson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No. And no, he played he, <laughs> he played the deputy of police in Los Angeles and Die Hard. He was the asshole deputy who didn't listen. Yeah, that's right. But that's uh, right. he's great in this, I think. Still, like his performance is a little over the top. Yeah. But it works for the movie. It does, yeah. You know, that whole you grab the bull by the horns or you grab the bull, you get the horns type shit that he says. There's a lot of cursing in this movie as well. Yeah, a bit. Like a lot of fucks and he actually screams fuck you when he leaves. Yes, he does. When the door closes, he's like, fuck you. They kind of tone that down though, don't they? With the door slamming so you don't hear it as much. They say it, they say it in other, they say it all of the time. Bender says it all the time. He's a badass. I don't know Leper either, but I wouldn't want to fucking join their club. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. There was a ton of cursing in this movie. I think that was a big criticism at the time. Hmm. Because like a lot of John Hughes' other movies were like really PG and soft. And this one was like a little bit more gritty. Which True. is why I think this one might be like one that kind of stands out. Yeah. He didn't really hold back in this one as much. No, he's trying to keep it real. But well, it was crazy to me just as like watching the very, like the first, the first scene when, not the first scene, but like the intro, I guess, when they're like showing all the lockers and there's some like hate speech on the locker that must have just been much more casual <laughs> in 1985 like i guess like it said if you open this locker you're a fag or something yeah a die fag or something it's, yeah. it's, it's huge in the 80s to to throw the term fag around and yeah, i don't even know if it's movie i don't know i'm trying to remember back did it have like a, a homophobic or a even emilio estevez calls him faggot i believe yeah yeah i think it's always had a homophobic I guess if you, yeah, if you have like a tough guy, the worst thing you could call him is, is kind of a Nancy, that kind of thing. So yeah, I think they threw that a bunch around in the 80s. I think in every John Hughes movie, he uses that word, to be honest with you, because I know he uses it in Weird Science. Um, maybe not Uncle Buck. No one's calling each other that name in Uncle Buck. True. Maybe, but not, in the True. Chi- not in the child-friendly ones, maybe, <laughs> but the high school ones. Well, it's just been a while since I've seen this, and then I, I just kind of forgot. Yeah. Because that's... The, and like... They would never have that in a movie now unless it's rated like R or whatever. I don't know. I remember. Well, and that's, yeah, I just feel that's like true. that word is shocking listening it to, to listening to come out of their mouths today, actually. It's surprising how that word has changed. Yeah, yeah. in such a short like, yeah. period of time, really. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like quite it's it's like quite jarring when you hear it now in these old movies. Words are dangerous. They are. Are they? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's the intent. Anyway. <laughs> the intent is very negative when they use it in this That's movie. That's absolutely true. That's <laughs> so, absolutely true. And the, uh, I also, it's interesting, uh, like, especially today with weed and stuff, how, like, how they uh, handle weed in the movie. It's so bad. Yeah. He went and got weed from his locker and everyone's <gasps> so worried about it. But then they still smoked it in the library. Yeah. Like, the Vince, does the vice principal or whatever just, like, not have... The sense of smell, like he would definitely have noticed. They smoked so much it was pouring out of rooms. Yeah. And then he smashed the glass. Like who is stoned and smashes glass? Yeah, that's true. And his violent kind of dancing around. Yeah, yeah. he went yeah, raging, like, and then that yeah. was cocaine and not weed. I know. Yeah. I was like, is there PCP in this joint? What's happening? Yeah, to it you? was it was cocoa it's puffs. The best weed ever. He had cocoa puffs, is what he had in that. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, the weed smoking was a funny scene. I mean, I still, I still think the dialogue in this movie is very good. Yeah, a lot of it is. Yeah, there's a lot of strong stuff. It, it's, um, it's good at making. I don't know. It's just good at getting you the acting, like in scenes too. It's good at getting you back in that time when they're sitting around in the circle and they're kind of sharing their their deep stories and crying, and um, you kind of feel for some of them. Yeah, and I do feel like there was a lot of um, stuff that wouldn't be PC today that Bender was doing to Molly, Ring Molly Ringwald's character. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, okay, I, I was maybe going to try and wait till later because it's kind of the end of the movie, but so she's like pouring her heart out and then tries to do something lighthearted for the group and he treats her like really horribly. Yes. Really horribly. And then sh her solution to all that is like, oh, I'm going to hook up with this guy. Yeah, can we talk about how, so when they're like first closing, when they're first in the gym, or the, pardon me, the library, Yeah. he's like, oh, let's uh, close the door and like have our way with this prom queen. Like he's yeah. just like very casual <laughs> suggesting that they gang rape her. And then um, later, like when he's hiding under the table, because he's supposed to be in the closet, like I don't know if he just stuck his head between her legs or if there was a tongue involved down there. But either way, that's like, Certainly sexual assault. Yep. Yeah, that it was and assault. Then, and then, um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I kept thinking, because when I remembered this movie, I remembered like them being like in love or like whatever, like interested in each other for much longer. Yeah. And then I kept being like, okay, hey, how much of this movie is left? And I was like, okay, like five minutes is left. Yeah. And they're not in love yet. She's like, I hate you. And then like five minutes later, but that's kind of like, as sad as it is that happens when yeah. people are assaulted and they like try to make it normal. So then they're like, <laughs> normalize it. I think, yeah. I think... Sorry to like go there right <laughs> no, away. It's true. You're like, why did That's we have true. a girl on this podcast? No, <laughs> no it's good. I, I absolutely agree. I, I think um, it, it's for me, it really felt out of place. Like if, if he had done that stuff earlier in the movie and then had tried something to show his softer side to redeem it, then maybe she could have felt a little more sorry for him. Or if she had been, had been more tendencies to like be with a rebel Something like that? I don't know, but it really seems out of left field. That it doesn't translate as well today. It doesn't, it's too quick. It's jarring. Yeah, that's jarring. Yeah, and then the, the same thing kind of applies with Emilio Estevez and... Um, that basket she Sheenan, case? Is her name Sheenan or Sheenan? Ali Sheeny? Yeah, Ali Sheeny. She? Um, and I think her name is Allison in the movie, right? Yeah, MVP, that yeah. is it, yeah. She doesn't talk for like 35 minutes into the movie, which is kind of a funny thing. Uh, yeah, I like and that. And her dandruff actually. is funny too. But anyway, she gets like a makeover and then Emilio Estevez is like, you're my woman now. <laughs> I was mad at Emilio for that. And I was all like, for me watching this again, because when I first watched it, I was uh, real in love with Mr. Bender. 
I was like, oh, I could fix him, you know, yeah. classic. And no, then absolutely. he could sexually assault me and then yell at me. So I hate him. And then I would make out with him. Yeah. I mean, let's not go that far. But when I. But you first, like the bad boy. Yeah. Well, at least when I first watched it. Of and course, then yeah. this time watching it, I was so mad at like past Amy. Because I was like, girl, why didn't you like Andy? He's standing up for Raleigh Ringwald the whole time. He's like super nice to Brian. He's super like he's just super nice to everyone all the time. He's so like remorseful for hazing that nerd. Um, oh, that's right. Like yeah. he's just a dreamboat. And, and these, and then, but meanwhile, I'm like, no, the dude that's uh, being a real jerk. <laughs> but th- this time, th- you liked him better. Yeah. Well, until the end when he only liked her after she got a like hot girl makeover. Yeah. Oh, that's I was right. Like, oh, Which you totally... only like her when she's not being herself. You that's superficial nice. son of a bitch. Yeah, and it wouldn't. Um, that wouldn't stick. Like she's not going to go home and suddenly know and have all that equipment to do the makeup and like dress better. She's going to go right back to being the crazy person. Well, that's because that's who she is. Exactly. So Emilio is like in love with a idea. Yeah, and that's not going to work out. I mean, that th- that does it does get really shallow near the end of the movie. It does, but especially when Judd Nelson and and uh, Molly Ringwald make out on the hood of her dad's car. That'd be so weird. That would never happen. No, never. Let's just lean up here. Um, honey, we have to go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I also <laughs> I also feel like the things that Bender did. Like are obviously not okay, but I feel like that is still happening in school today. Is uh, is like, like boys are definitely probably assaulting. No, they are. Like I mean, college rape is ridiculous in the United States. So I'm okay with that being represented in the movie. But I agree with Amy that then that she now falls in love with him for his disgusting behavior is a is not a great message to send. To young girls. Yeah. <laughs> well, that does, like, that happens a ton. So, like... Absolutely. So, um, but then also, like, I just wish that they had, like, that she had, th- like, thought about it. Like, they had kind of addressed that piece more. Like, mm-hmm. maybe she had been, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like a total afterthought. They to just, it. it was just, um, their hatred made them hot for one another. I guess. But it didn't, it didn't complete the movie for me. Like, I felt like how well they got to know each other and the lessons they kind of learned and the, they have a bit more of an appreciation for each other and whether or not they would come back to school on Monday and, and be different people or not, they kind of have that discussion. Um, I feel like that's where the movie's great. Yeah. Their, their, yeah. Con- their candid conversation is one of the best parts of the movie. And, and even if they end up saying it would all go back to the way it was, I think it would change slightly and that Emilio would be slightly less hard on the nerds and maybe Bender would be exactly the same. But, um, but that's the kind of catharsis I wanted to see at the end of the movie and the change that they all had through this experience. But that love stuff, I don't know. I guess it was an 80s movie, so you had to have people making out. Or you had to have you had to have uh, some kind of romantic entanglements at the end of the movie because you're right because they walk out of the school together yeah and that's that moment where they've bonded and you didn't need them all to like be in love with one another and her to whip his patch off his arm or whatever yeah well and Emilio's dad (laughs) is all about like 
hey, you got to do sports. You got to don't mess up your ride. Da, 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 da. So like, yeah, right. He's going to be cool with you like going to detention and then just like falling in love instead of like taking it. She, she, <laughs> she looked she looked more. His, I think his dad would be proud of him because she looked like more normal at the end of the movie. And his oh, dad true. was like, oh, my son's going to get it in or whatever. He'd be <laughs> one of those guys. Probably his dad would yeah, be like that. True. So yeah. I think he'd be OK. Obviously, Molly Ringwald's parents would not no. be OK with what was going on with her, Bender. And Bender's dad would just continue to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Bender's dad was, I mean, Bender is like a total slime ball. Like, that's what her parents would have thought of him. Mm. Like, greasy hair, like the long trench coat. He actually looks like someone who chewed up the school. Yeah. Like, in today's, by yeah. today's standards, he would be profiled. He yeah, did have like actually. a guillotine in his locker. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and a switchblade knife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Very violent. Yeah. He, yeah, he, I get the feeling like he tore books apart. Much like um, when I think back, some of the quote-unquote criminals were always acting tougher than they actually were when I was yeah. back in school. And I love how Emilio Estevez, as soon as Bender like tries to show him some force, Emilio like puts him down and is like, "How do you like that motherfucker?" And Bender just gets mad and then pulls the knife, which is the only thing he knows how to do to to like get back at that situation. But he's definitely the kind of person who would stab and kill someone. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely, I, I think don't he know. is. He I, would... I don't. I think it was a. Th I actually think it was an idle threat. Uh, I don't know. Because being he puts an the abuse kid, I think once you pushed him so far, you put back him into a corner. He would. He would act out. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I never got that. Way. I always got the feeling at the end of the movie that that was more of a show, but. I think it is, but I think he'd have the potential to go that extra step. Like I said, if he was backed into a corner and he absolutely had to show that he had balls. He would if his, maybe stabbed. if his friends were around and he was like, yeah, getting picked on by the jocks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, I, I think the music also in this movie really still worked when they were like running around the montage, when they were all running around the school. And even the composed music that they used in the background from time to time to manipulate you into thinking that there was some love between these characters. Yeah. It wasn't jarring. And it, for 80s, it, it still kind of was good, yeah. actually. Yeah. Surprisingly. Well, and like, I guess in defense of Molly Ring, like uh, Claire and Bender, because they, they were like giving each other bedroom lies like a lot throughout the whole movie. So you think it was more subtext? I guess. Like, I, they were like, I don't know. She was looking at him like, oh, hey. <laughs> what's up, up boy <laughs> yeah yeah and the type of guy he was he definitely want to nail the prom queen and tell everybody about it yeah yeah to like put well and down. if she's hanging out with like just the jocks and just the like the preppy like that's can get i'm sure really saturated and really boring yeah oh absolutely he'd be very exciting to very, someone yeah like different and interesting yeah Oh, no, he was a wild card for sure. And I love his character, like even in the introductions where he's like doing music and he's like making Brian move out of the chair because he just wants the chair because Brian is in that yeah. chair. Mm -hmm. And then he's like taking out his lunch and being like, this is a very nutritious lunch. <laughs> All of the food groups are represented. <laughs> That's true. Like I actually really enjoyed watching this movie again. Oh, right on. In a long time, I hadn't seen it. So I... It was easy to watch, which is a good sign usually. Now, what's the runtime on this movie? One forty-five. One. It's I think not it was long. about ninety minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's which is great because back then, once again, they were editing for not for selfishness, but they were editing for the audience. They thought of the audience a lot more back. One thirty-seven is what it was. Okay. Yeah. Which is a great running time for this style of movie too. I think all John Hughes's like teen angst movies were about this length. 
So, so I think that like, once again, today, everything's too long. Yeah. Everything's too long. No, yeah. this one, this one definitely had it right from a runtime perspective, just think, because there's not that much happening. So to, to drag it out any longer, even some of the stuff, I mean, I'm sure they could have cut five or 10 minutes out and it still would have been absolutely solid a movie to deliver yeah. what it delivered. And that was back when the studios really wrangled these guys in for running time because they wanted to show it as much as possible, which is today is not a, is not a thing at all. But like people get way too much creative freedom in Final Cut these days, and they're putting out two hour and forty minute movies. Ugh. And Ugh. It drives me nuts. Like yeah. when I'm looking at my watch, something's wrong. Yeah, it's true. All right, anything else we want to say on the movie? I liked that it was that the kind of like you don't know everyone's story. Like you might know that they're an athlete, but you or like you know that they're a nerd, but like you don't know them deeper than like not so cliche, but like. Let's all sit in a circle in a library and don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. But I think that yeah. was great too, because even watching it today, you learn something about these characters in each scene. Yeah. And so you're never bored because like something's being revealed all of the time. And I was a little bored at the beginning and like the, the start of the movie was really slow for me. Okay. And but. then when, when did it start picking up? When they... I think when the um, principal, for whatever reason, just stopped caring about the kids. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> really he intensive like, at the start. And... Yeah. At first he's like, I'm checking on you guys all the time. And then he spills his coffee on his lunch and then he's just like, fuck it. I don't care about these kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And what about the, uh, the teacher locking Bender in the closet when Bender's bad and trying to fight him? Yeah. He was like, come on, take your best shot. Yeah. I'm going to knock your dick in the dirt. So from a, from another thing I read, um, the principal had a scene that was cut from the movie where he predicts what the kids are going to become. And uh, I think he predicts that Bender's going to be in jail. But he just has a, I don't know, maybe because he's been a principal for like 20 years or he's been a teacher and now a principal uh, in, that, in that work for so long um, that he thinks he knows exactly what's going to happen. And maybe he's right. So he's just kind of running out of running out of patience. He's a little long in the tooth for that kind of thing. Uh, he seems to have a bit of disdain for uh, Carl as well, the janitor. I thought him and Carl got along. <clears throat> well, Carl... I think he was nice to Carl because Carl busted him looking at those confidential files. Oh, that's mm. right. And so they, yeah, he had to um, become friends with him. Yeah. He's like, well, crap. Now I can't be a dick to this guy because he's got dirt on me. But I think, I don't know. I guess maybe it was in the background something I just, maybe I illusion. It was an illusion that I picked up on it maybe that because... Uh, the principal had such, um, you know, hard thoughts towards someone like Bender that he maybe wouldn't respect someone who ended up being a janitor in a school. Right. But, um, but yeah, but he had to play nice to him because yeah, he was busted. <laughs> it, it would also would have made more sense if he would have moved Bender away from the other students yeah. and put him in a, another classroom, but didn't lock the door. But he put him in a closet. Yeah. A confined space. And then they <laughs> showed, fire hazard, they, show, sure. they showed him locking the door. Yeah. I also love when all of the dialogue, when he's trying to fix the door and Bender is, is doing a narration. That's very clever, sir. But what if there's a fire? <laughs> <laughs> all right, just move it out of here. Move it out of here. <laughs> so I actually still think a lot of aspects of this movie do work, especially with the, with the characters and stuff like that. I just I feel like it is a little weak in the end. And he kind of had a direction he wanted to go at the end and forced it instead of allowing the story to kind of go where it wanted to go mm. i just wanted them all to smooch earlier oh that's interesting yeah but i don't know if that's just because i like it when people smooch at movies 
And Anthony Michael Hall doesn't get to smooch anybody. No, that's not true. He does smooch his essay. I guess he does. <laughs> oh, he does? Lo- yeah. He, so, like, oh, I he- noticed they were, so they were finally, like, all kind of, like, pairing off. And then they had give, they had made Anthony Michael Hall, like, write the essay for everybody. And then he was, like, pleased with his work. So he, like, kissed the paper. And wow. I was like, oh, <laughs> they gave the nerd and he an does- essay as a girlfriend. He does the voiceover at the end, too, doesn't he? For the for the group? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, he does do the voiceover. Because yeah. I thought at the beginning it sounded like Emilio, but I don't know. But, yeah, I can't but it probably wasn't. I just when I when it first was happening, I was like, oh, yeah. I think it was Brian at the beginning and the end. It might that have would been, make yeah. more sense. I think so. Because he doesn't get the girl, but he gets kind of the last word. And like hmm. the the classic iconic ending where Bender is walking through the football field, and I that's been on Family Guy, The Simpsons, like every yeah. thing is made fun of that. And he thrusts his arm And he up. sticks his arm up in the air and it freeze frames. Because <laughs> he's just so pumped that he like kissed a, a princessy girl. Yeah. <laughs> and th- then she like gives him a diamond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I, th- I honestly think that that was supposed to be him, uh, him like changing. Like he changed. He, he's, he's kind of celebrating having a different outlook on life or something. But at least that's the one I'm maybe, reading into it. Maybe he thinks that, but I, I don't see evidence that he would change at all. In his, fact, his attitude was reinforced by the fact that he got to make out with her. Oh. Yeah, he, got he was to a just total like, shithead. And she's like, I'll make out with you for it. Yeah. He was just like, didn't follow any of the rules for like being nice to girls. He didn't follow any of the rules of the detention. He didn't yeah. follow. And then he's still just like one. The only like downside is he has to come back every Saturday forever. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But you're totally right. He he paid he suffered no consequences for his ill his bad behavior towards the group. No. No. And also like can we just talk has Saturday detention ever been a thing? Like, was that a U.S. thing? I don't know. And the principal is, like, stoked to be dishing it out. Like, great, congratulations. You just ruined your next two months. Well, and, like, <laughs> teachers already have to do so much extra, like, off-the-book work. It's, like, yeah, Especially it's, a principal. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually after school they did it, I believe. So I don't know when how this Saturday... When I went to Saturday... detention, it was always after school. Guys, you had detention? I was, oh, yeah, no. but it was just because I was late always. <laughs> Not because, like, anything cool. You would get detention for being late? Yeah. Tardiness. Like, how late? I don't remember. It was, like, junior high detention. But we oh. did have to hang out in the library. So I was always like, maybe I'll get to smooch a bad boy. But I didn't. <laughs> no. Was there uh, bad boys in there with you? Yeah, it was detention. <laughs> but were you they attracted? They were charming, though. <laughs> were you, yeah, were they... Were you attracted to the bad boys during detention? Is that, I don't remember. Do you relate to the movie in that way? I think I just was like trying to, because I think I the first time I saw Breakfast Club was around seventh grade mm. and right around when I was like first experiencing detention. <laughs> yes. And so that you're like, different. so you're like, sweet, this is going to be awesome. And then you're like, oh, this isn't like Breakfast Club at fucking all. Yeah. No. I was like, oh, I just nobody like smoking super weed. yeah i'm like super not allowed to talk to anybody nobody brought a joint this is the worst <laughs> yeah, no one brought a joint <laughs> i never actually had detention um oh it must be nice yeah no. <laughs> wow fancy john john yeah. was a goody goody they I did guess. have in my school they had a basement where no one was allowed to go and there was one classroom down there where kids had to go but their detention was during regular school hours i just think it was a lot more um structured yeah structured and quiet they weren't allowed to were talk you like anything. a good student or something no I but don't. i wasn't i was so the 
One of the reasons I don't identify with this movie as much as maybe others is I didn't fit into one of the categories. I was kind of nerdy, but then I also played sports. And yeah, you were was, a football player. Were you the quarterback? quarterback? Yeah. Oh, no, so, you were. But I wasn't like a typical jock <laughs> at all. Because? Um, I just didn't hang out in those groups. My friends were not, not the same. You didn't hang out with the football players? No, it wasn't a high school team. It was a... A, a county team, I guess. Oh, we won the provincials, though. Ooh, How about that? Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Go Panthers! Um, <laughs> are they still a shout team? Shout out to the Panthers! They are, yeah, <laughs> they're they still are. a team. Yeah, as far as I know. Oh, uh, so I don't know. So I kind of felt like I was I was more on the nerdy side and just really awkward until. But you weren't a smart nerd. No, I wasn't smart. I didn't so have you were the like work a stupid nerd. <laughs> so I was kind of like the, the the jock nerd. I don't know, crazy person maybe. I feel like <laughs> I was like a. Because I, in high school, well, junior high and high school, I was like a band kid. Um, and I like loved band. And then I was, but I was also just like a bitch. So I yeah. was like, I'm the most popular girl in band. That was like what I felt so my claim like to fame was. you like the nerd princess? Yeah. But then also mm. like in high school, in like grade 11, I started, I w- started drinking really heavily. Mm-hmm. So ah. it, I would always be at band hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know if you know this, but sitting in front of trombones hungover, not a good time. No. Oh God. But, um, so I felt like, and I like it, when I was in high school, I would date at the guy that was like the drummer and i played saxophone so i was like we're the coolest and he was older than me and he was like in a rock band outside of school so i was like i'm the shit oh you were dating the percussionist yeah and i was in grade 10 and he was in grade 12 what scandal (laughs) i got to go to two proms you guys oh my god two proms total princess (laughs) oh my god a band geek Prom queen. Yeah. No, not the queen, though. No. Oh. But I think that's just because, like, we're not, they're not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, I yeah, would have right. been. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. They're not allowed been. to do that anymore? I don't think so. Is no. it because it makes other kids feel bad? Probably. It's a yeah. trophy thing where everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. Those trophies are meaningless. It's true. Participant. <laughs> but also, like, I'm sure they just don't want, like, a Tanya Harding situation. Oh, yeah. I got D-capper. I got participant ribbons in pretty much all sports, and I was fine with it. Like I was fine with not getting a trophy. Yeah. I, I knew my I knew like what my strength was, and it was not running or whatever the people were getting the trophies doing. So who did you identify most with in the movie from your? <sighs> I was a day? class clown in definitely in junior. I would get kicked out of of the class, mm. and then You'd like get into fights all the time, wouldn't you? You and your I, buddies? Nah, that was when we. That was when I was out of school. Oh, drinking more. Yeah, yeah that was bar <laughs> stuff, but. The, the guys would come out of town. We were the locals and the non-locals would come in and they would try and start fights. <laughs> and then we would just like, that would be fun. But That's awesome. Yeah. But no, I was definitely getting kicked out, but I never got detention. Mm. We didn't, I don't think we had detention. No one wanted to spend the time. Mm. Yeah, teachers don't want to do that either. That's it's like grounding your kids. Teachers kid. as well. When you ground your kid, you got to be there to make sure. That's oh, why absolutely. I'm not going to have any kids because I don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah. And I'm not going to be a teacher either because fuck all that. John's <laughs> John yeah. John hates kids apparently. That's okay. You're allowed. I'm yeah, allowed. it's fine today. People yeah. don't mind. You don't like it? Too bad. Too bad. Forget it. There's enough humans on the planet. It's population You're good. control. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So John Hughes' movie does John this Hughes's one because th- this one I think is the most popular. Let's be careful. This is the most popular. This and Ferris would be. Yeah, and up we already there. destroyed Ferris. Yeah, Cameron's Crisis. Yeah. Um, okay, so might be an unpopular opinion. For me, this movie doesn't hold up. I like 
aspects of it. The character studies are good, like as, as picking out the five stereotypical types of kids. I can't think of of um of another stereotypical type that would be there there may be maybe some blends of the of the two but this movie dragged in me for a lot and i just didn't enjoy it as much and again this could be because i'm a crabby old person now uh and never really been that fond of kids um but it really you know the whole i was kind of on the fence until the very end when um bender got the gravy princess and then emilio estevez hooks up with the crazy chick only when she's good looking I kind of dropped it for me. Um, so yeah, for me, this movie didn't hold up. Yeah, I, I still enjoyed watching it. Like, and I got through it really quickly. Once again, uh, and like some of the cast have already said this, but this is a very white movie as all Hughes Another movies Hughes were. movie, yeah. And this movie, I know I asked about the runtime because it felt long for me. That's that's how much it dragged in certain, in yeah. certain spots. It oh, just wow. felt longer than it was. That's another reason why. Yeah, I flew through it pretty quickly, but like definitely uh, the ending felt very tacked on. Mm. I mean, like they kind of just, things were rolling along and then they were like, well, the movie's ending now, so everyone's going to get together and hook up. Yeah. And I was like, what? I didn't remember. Like, Just like Amy said, I thought that there was more buildup to um, all of the characters falling in love. Yeah. I kept checking how much of the movie was left. Yeah. Because I was like, but they're not in love yet. No. And yeah. then I was like, there's five minutes left and nobody's smooched yet? This yeah. is weird. So the structure, <laughs> I feel like it's the structure. Once again, he probably wrote this, like John said, in like an evening. <laughs> And was like, let's make it. And then back then, everyone was just throwing John money. Yeah. So I feel like over time, this definitely hasn't hasn't held up. Mm. What do you think, Amy? Yeah, I agree. I don't think it holds up. I think, like, I like, I still like the movie for what it is. But I was like, nobody's going to detention all day on a Saturday. <laughs> nobody's smoking weed in the library and getting away with it. Mm -hmm. Bender's smoking cigarettes in the library. Like, the whole, all the, like sexual stuff like with like claire and bender i was i was like bender you let, <laughs> you're letting me down <laughs> i remember liking you so much more when i first watched this movie <laughs> it's so funny that that the the uh it's almost yeah you just didn't notice that stuff yeah it just Which seemed crazy. it seemed so normal back then yeah. well because the first time i watched this movie was like not 1985 you know what i mean like the first time i watched this movie was probably like 2003 right i think those cliches still exist today and those cliches are real but i feel like they're boring and so maybe that's what doesn't hold up it's like everybody knows that that like when a guy sometimes some guys treat girls badly that girls will be attracted to that because they're going to want to win their approval yeah. yeah but like is that really good subject matter for today like i wonder today if you were to <clears throat> remake this please don't do that yeah um, don't ever do that maybe the princess would hook up with the nerd <clears throat> yeah. um because nerds are kind of the in thing today. and she knows he's gonna be like a billionaire because yeah. that's what they all become now. Well, and also, I don't think kids <laughs> today are as, like, singularly, like, focused. Like, I don't think... I think it's much more common now for a jock to also be strong in, like, physics. Or, like, for a drama kid to also be good at, like, whatever. Like, sports. Like, yeah. I feel like you're not just the prom queen. You're not just the jock anymore. I think it's, like, it's easier to do yeah. lots of things. Maybe that is an extra genre, the artsy kid. Yeah. Like into some art, into some music, that stuff. Not quite a nerd because the nerd would be like really smart in school, but into computers. And then the, yeah. the maybe um, 
the the crazy lady would be more of the artsy lady now. Well, and I guess she kind of was. She was like drawing with her dandruff. <laughs> oh, her drawing which, was amazing. Which was Parmesan cheese, by the way, for her dandruff. Oh, nice. Of course that. it was. But yeah. her drawing was very good. It was, yeah. Too good almost, actually. It was amazing. <laughs> she was, Who knows where she is now? She's quite unique. She's excellent. Yes. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up. That seems like uh, three no holds up. It's, that's sad to me, actually. It is a I little was bit. really encouraged. There are definitely parts of this movie that ring true and bring me back, but so much of it does not. I still think you should watch it. Like, there's nothing wrong with watching it. But that's just, fair. Like, watch it with a grain of salt. And I don't. And I guess when I think of like hold up, I just think of like it's not gonna. And when you say grain of salt, you really mean sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> Which rhymes? Grain of salt, sexual assault. It doesn't just really like rhyme. It's just the same word. Fast forward through the... And just from... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just uh, keep in mind when you're watching this movie that sexual assault is still bad. It is still bad. <laughs> and you should not be drawn towards that. Yes, That means that. that there's something wrong with you and you should actually like think about that and work on it. I yeah. mean, let's not, not go just that date far. that guy. <laughs> Trauma really fucks you up. Yeah, it does. Um, all right. You heard it here. Uh, Amy, you've got some stand-up comedy stuff going yeah. on. What's up with you? Uh, so I do uh, stand-up comedy in Calgary and you can come check out, um, the shows that I run. So Tuesdays we run a show called Crash Test Comedy every, yeah, Tuesday, 8 p.m. at Vern's. And then on Wednesdays, I run a show every, um, yeah, Wednesday at Oak Tree Tavern in Kensington. It's called Jupiter Comedy. And you got an Instagram or anything you want I to sure do. Um, both of my parents are clowns. And so my Instagram is at uh, clown heiress. All right, folks, you heard it here. Um, check the movie out maybe, but don't expect miracles. And we will see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.